to the Steelers by the Lake Podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you doing this day after Independence Day? Uh, James, I'm doing fantastic. Just got back. I was in Nashville for the 4th of July weekend, visiting my girlfriend. Uh, had an enjoyable time. Got to go see a concert. Got to go see Broadway, all the fun stuff. Made our own candy bar at a Goo Goo Cluster Incorporated or Inc. or whatever it's called. That was pretty cool. We made our own chocolate candy bar. They made it. They filled it. They It was really cool. It was neat. I put peanut butter, vanilla nougat, cinnamon toast crunch, cocoa pebbles, and sprinkles in mine. It actually turned out to be really good. Not going to lie. <laughs> that sounds fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time, as always. Yeah. James, how are you doing? This fine Doing good, Wednesday man. evening. It is Wednesday evening here. I can confirm that. Uh, yeah, well, I'm happy that the uh, fireworks are over for the most part. I know there will still be some throughout the week and yep. really the rest of the summer around here. Uh, but the worst of it's behind us now. So that's great for the dogs. No, let's clarify. Maybe not necessarily the worst, but the, the scheduled parts of it are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Occasionally, <laughs> occasionally, everywhere I feel like across the country, there's people that just like to set them off at random times for no dang reason, and they get pretty bad. Yeah, it, it don't take me wrong. I I don't mind fireworks. I like fireworks. My dogs, a couple of them, really are terrified of them, so I yep. don't like them as much nowadays. Yep. Yeah. We'll eventually have more property, and then it won't be as big of a deal. Exactly. We'll get to that point. We'll both get to that point, James. Uh, we are going to go over my 53 man roster prediction today. Uh, but we are going to go over last month in review and a few notables, two Steelers notes uh, before we move on to that kind of former players, not only for Pittsburgh or one for Pittsburgh and one in the NFL in general, but still current news. So James, I'm going to go over the, the, not the States, the countries, top three countries. uh, And then we'll go, you can do States. Number one, it's going to be a shocker to everyone. I know. U.S. of A. United States of America, number one downloads. Number two downloads on our country. Yeah, you waved that terrible towel, James. Independence Day. Uh, number two, Germany. Thank you for our Germany followers. And then number three, what uh, this month, or last month, I should say, was Spain. Spain was top three. Hey, special shout out to those German followers. I see you. I see it's becoming regular again, and we appreciate your listenership. Absolutely. Um, also, uh, now we got our top states from last month. A big shocker, Pennsylvania, number one. But there was a tie. California tied with Pennsylvania for number one last month. Dang. Uh, so that's crazy. Uh, pretty pretty cool to see our Californian listeners really, really showing up big time for us. Uh, number three state, because I'm going to count that as one and two, being that we got two tied at number yep. one, uh, would be Texas. Uh, number four, Missouri, coming in with a strong fourth place finish. Uh, and then number five, North Carolina. Love that. Love it, love it, love it. We know who's listening in North Carolina. Yes, we do. Yeah, we got some some very good friends down there. Yeah, we very do. Very good friends. Uh, now to move on to Steelers news, and this is the next Steelers news specifically. Alejandro Villanueva uh, had, a recent, had a recent interview that he said that while he was with the Eagles, or while he was transitioning, excuse me, from the Eagles to the Steelers and signing the contract with the Steelers, the Eagles actually called him to sign back with Philly while he was in the office signing with Pittsburgh and made the decision to stay with Pittsburgh. So that's really neat. I'm, I wonder, I, I, did, did he share his, I don't know. Cause I didn't hear the interview or uh, see anything on it. 
Uh, did he share why? Did he share a reasoning? Uh, it sounded like he really enjoyed the visit that he had with Pittsburgh. Uh, and when he came in, they tried him out not just as a defensive lineman, but they uh, had then offensive line coach Mike Munchak put him through some drills as an offensive tackle too. Philly was still using him as a defensive lineman. Yep. Uh, Mike Munchak, after putting him through some drills, said, I can work with this guy, bring him in as a tackle and give me a chance to try it and coach him up. Uh, so, I mean, he was a mold, just a lump of clay coming into Pittsburgh. Had never played offensive line before. That's crazy. Uh, he was, a, like I said, a defensive lineman with the Eagles, uh, played wide receiver and tight end in college. Like He had not done the whole offensive tackle thing at all. Uh, and it really gets you thinking about how much different does that that era of the offensive line look without Alejandro Villanueva. Oh, it looks drastically I mean, different. It looks smaller. <laughs> That's for sure. And, and he was a two or three time pro bowler, you know, one yep. of the best, uh, I would say one of the best offensive tackles in Steelers history. Yep. Uh, when, when you look at resumes of guys, I don't think there's too many Steelers offensive tackles with two or three pro bowls. A lot of them are one pro bowl or less. Uh, and a very, very long list of no pro bowls yeah. <laughs> from a lot of guys. Uh, we just don't have that history of elite offensive tackles on the team, which puts Villanueva as one of the best ever, really. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, and I'm interested to see, I don't know, it's very hard for me to to balance and value offensive line careers. I don't know if Villanueva had a Hall of Fame career. Um, I, I don't, I just gotta say, I don't feel like it. I wish, but <laughs> but there's there's got to be something to be said about never playing a stat a snap at offensive line and coming from a defensive line side of the ball, and then having the career that he had as an offensive yeah. tackle was drastically impressive, not only for him but our coaching staff, uh, yeah, and Munchik's ability to to coach that up and to coach him into being one of the best uh, tackles for a number of years, for sure, yeah. And he, I'd just be interested to hear what Le'Veon Bell had to say about Alejandro. Because he was a large portion of his running game, so yeah, absolutely the uh, ability for him to move out in the open and go get linebackers and safeties and stuff because he was so agile for such a huge guy. Uh, he gave a lot of credit to James Harrison too, going against James Harrison in practice, you know, saying that he felt like when he was having some sec success against James Harrison, if you can block him, you can block him near anybody in the NFL, right? <laughs> so, yeah. If, that really helped his confidence going against such a high-end outside linebacker like James Harrison. Yep. Um, and then, James, we have some news about potentially signing a middle linebacker. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation going on. Uh, recent USFL season has just finished. The Pittsburgh Maulers actually made it to the championship game. Unfortunately, we're upset in the game. Uh, they have a star middle linebacker who might sound like a familiar name by the name of Ruben Foster, a former first-round pick of the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. Uh, had an up-and-down and very tumultuous career before it even began in the NFL, uh, first failing his drug test at the NFL scouting combine, then getting kicked out of it uh, for arguing with coaches and people that were trying to put him through drills. Uh, they just booted him out of the combine completely, which was completely unheard of. The Niners still drafted him. He played in the league for a few years, uh, had some off-the-field issues. I want to say there was a domestic situation there, too. Uh, got in trouble with the law a few times, ended up out of the league, uh, and had himself a very nice season in the USFL. Uh, there are a lot of people indicating that he has matured since those days. 
uh, and that's not the same person that he is now. Uh, I mean, if he was what he was back in the day, hey, that's a high-end middle linebacker. Uh, but I am very skeptical as to whether or not the Steelers would try with a 29-year-old who has such a, a checkered past with so many issues on and off the field. Um, I don't see it happening. I, see, I was going to say, I don't see it happening at all. <laughs> I don't see him. I don't even see him coming in for a visit. Uh, that's just my honest opinion on it. I don't think the Pittsburgh would bring a guy like that in, not only because of his off the field issues. And I'm not saying that that specifically removes him from that, but just like you said, he also was 29. The combination of yeah. off the field issues, even on the field issues with the combine and coaching staff, not handling, you know, constructive criticism or whatever you want to call it. And then on top of that, the, the age, I just don't see it being a worthwhile thing for Pittsburgh to do, especially under the new, you know, regime of Omar Khan and, and everything that Pittsburgh's trying to do and move forward with now. There's no point in bringing in someone like that, in my opinion. They're working on getting mostly younger guys. Now they've brought in some they've brought in some league veterans in with Patrick Peterson and stuff like that. Uh, but Ruben Foster doesn't seem like a guy that Pittsburgh would want to bring in to to what help the younger guys? No, you're not gonna get that out of him. Um, yeah. So I see that as a, just a, just a news article, fake news, hashtag fake news. Yeah. I mean, this is the time of year where people are bored. There's nothing to write about. There's nothing to talk about. That's part of the reason why we're talking about it. Let's be real. All right. We don't have a lot of topics here. Well, exactly. So, uh, and you heard it here first. Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> going to be bringing in Tom Brady for offensive coordinator. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He if they ever brought him in for anything, I would be like, nope, nope. This is no, 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 his, his contract with uh, it was Fox, Fox or whoever yeah. he signed with. It was something stupid, like 10 million a year. Well, didn't he back out that, of it? So. I don't know. We're not going to talk about Tom Brady stuff right now. That's Doesn't for a later date. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. Um, Coordinators make such a little money. There's no way he'd be interested. <laughs> no, uh, we are going to talk about now my 53 minute roster. We went over James's last week. Oh, pardon me, but we're going to go over my 53-man roster. And I think if I counted correctly, James, you and I had five different. I could be wrong on this, but I think I counted five. There might be six. Okay. Um, I'll let you know if you're wrong. Yeah, we'll see. So <laughs> QB, uh, we're always going to start with quarterback. QB number one, uh, Mr. Kenny Pickett himself. No surprise there. QB number two, Mitch Trubisky. Number three, Mason Rudolph, as much as I don't want it to be Mason Rudolph. Um I do agree that Mason Rudolph is probably the best third-string quarterback in the league, uh, and it's probably not close. You know, all these guys have starting experience in the NFL. I don't think many teams can say that about their three quarterbacks, um, and especially, like you said, with Pittsburgh's ability or the, any anyone's ability now to, to dress three quarterbacks, having Mason Rudolph on the sideline for that would be very beneficial to Pittsburgh. Uh, running back room is going to be very similar, James. If If not, I think it's actually exact. Uh, Najee Harris, number one, Jalen Warren, number two. You can't argue that. And then Alfonso Graham being number three for me. I like Alfonso's size. I like what he's been doing in training camp, seeing a lot of buzz from him. And I'm hoping that that continues. Is it the same? I knew it. Um, it the same, yes. that was one that I switched up, not because of you, but because I did some more, I was going to draft. I can tell you who I was going to put on the team. No, uh, I'm just busting. No, I am curious. I originally, I originally had it because it wasn't going to be Anthony McFarland um, either. Pretty I, original so far. I, I originally had it Jason Huntley originally, yeah. but I removed, I removed it after looking up some stuff and just not feeling that that was going to be the fit for Pittsburgh uh, moving forward. Fullback, Derek yes. Watt. 
You're saying they bring back Derek Watt. I think something's going to happen and bring him back. This is the one that's so drastically out there that I don't know what to say. Um, I, I, I just think that Pittsburgh and maybe Derek Watt will take a, a league minimum or something will happen. I think that Derek Watt, I, and maybe this is just a want. Maybe I just want Derek Watt back. But I did put Derek Watt as the fullback um, and keeping him as the only fullback on the team. Wide receiver, and that's right. That means no uh, ponta, 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 boom, ponta, ponta boom. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no Monty the Mullet I, I think, on I think, I think Mullet will be on the practice squad. Let me clarify. If they don't get Derek Watt, it's going to be him. That's fine. Uh, wide receivers, I'm keeping six. I, I can't remember if you kept five or six. Um, Deontay Johnson, number one. George Pickens, number two. Shocker, I know. Allen Robinson, did you did five. Allen Robinson, number three. Calvin Austin, the third, is number four. Those are all self-explanatory, in my opinion. Uh, Miles Boykin, for his ability to be a good gunner and special teams player, number five. And then I have them keeping Hakeem Butler. Uh, get us some, some tall, you know... End zone type player, deep threat kind of guy, Hakeem Butler with the ability to jump up and beat guys. We had that a lot with Chase Claypool, even though he wasn't really good at doing it. We have it right now with George Pickens. George Pickens can out jump anybody for a ball. But I just want to keep another guy that's yeah. a, a little taller on the team uh, to give us some misadvantages on top of the next group we're going to go in. So I did keep him as my number six wide receiver. Tight end room, James. The first. The first, there none of them are going to shock you. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, <laughs> number one. Uh, Zach Gentry, number two. Gentry had a good year last year. I was actually surprised he came back. Um, I, I thought he would have wanted to go somewhere else at some point. Um, so interested to see what happens with that. Darnell Washington, the rookie, obviously going to make the team. And then I have Connor Hayward as the fourth tight end. He could beat tight end fullback combo. We've been over this a million times. Very flexible, very... Um, his ability to play fullback, tight end, wide receiver even um, adds a lot of depth for him at that position. Offensive line. I'm going to go over this in no real specific order. Um, the top eight are set. We've been over this. Chooksakor for James Daniels, Kevin Dotson, Nate Herbig, Mason Cole, Dan Moore Jr., uh, Broderick Jones, and Isaac Siamalu as the eighth. Um, and then I'm keeping a ninth guy just like you did, James, but my ninth guy is a little different. I'm keeping Jared Williams. Okay. Jared, and this is specifically a size thing. I, I think that it's the size is, again, I like big guys. Look at this with the Hakeem, Hakeem Butler, 6'2". Jared Williams is 6'6", 308 pounds. He's in his second year. Um, I think he, I'm hoping that he's a lump of clay the same way that we just talked about Alejandro Villanueva being a lump of clay. Um, I'm hoping that he can come in and be trained and taught and learn and listen to the guys ahead of him and learn something and be able to potentially be a solid backup potential starter one day. Um, so Jared Williams is the ninth guy I'm keeping going on to the defensive line. This one, I think we almost had exact. I think it might be exact um, defensive line. Keanu Benton, uh, Cameron Hayward, DeMarvin Leal, Larry Ogunjobi, and then I am keeping a fifth and sixth, Isaiah Loudermilk, specifically because I view him as Cam Hayward Jr. 
the fact that they look alike and everything. I just think that they want to keep him and see what he does in his He's improved so far from year to year. I want to see if that happens again. And then I believe you also kept this guy, Brandon Fihoko. If I'm not mistaken. Okay, I'm keeping him as well. I'm excited to see what Pittsburgh can do with him. Again, some of this can change depending on injuries and stuff like that. But these are the guys that I think, barring no injuries, these are the guys that are going to make the team. Um, Outside linebacker, I kept four. We're going to go... Uh, and I'm going to shock you with none of these. TJ Watt, <laughs> Alex Highsmith, Marcus Golden for the, the you know, everything that he's done is nice to have. Alex Highsmith's been improving year to year. TJ Watt's TJ Watt. You don't have to say much there. And then Nick Herbig. Um, you're, they're obviously going to keep the Herbig brothers. I think they're excited that they got those guys together. The brothers that we have on this team or have had on this team are so fun. Um any questions so far, James? I feel like I'm flying through this, but I, most of these are self-explanatory at this point. Uh, no real questions. A couple comments going through it. Um, I like the idea of keeping Derek. Bringing him back. His conversion rate last excellent. Then short nine. Uh, I felt like his special teams abilities dropped off a hair from what we saw previously. He wasn't making as many tackles, but his offensive production went through the roof. He was extremely reliable. Uh, so I was somebody that was a little bit more of a Watt supporter on the Derek side of things than other people. Akeem Butler, I also think that's, that's an interesting move, but there's fun potential there. I'd love to see him as a gunner on special teams. Yeah, oh my uh, gosh, the, yeah. The, the thought of him on one side and Boykin on the other, that's that's like 500 pounds of wide receiver almost <laughs> coming down the field. Yep. It's just crazy to think that that could be a thing in two guys, uh, but there it is, you know. Would love uh, to so see a it. lot of fun there. And, and I, I think that's an interesting name to bring as far as the offensive lineman, Jared Williams. Uh, again, like you said, it's a, it's a size guy. It's a good, big, tall, long guy. Um, I think he's got a shot. So uh, the three differences that you and I have so far, I can absolutely see why you've done each of those. Uh, with, like you said, Derek being kind of the long shot on that. But, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't hate it. Definitely a long shot, and that's fine. Um Jared Williams, again, was is actually out of Miami. He I don't believe he played with anybody last year. I think he was practice squad only. Uh, but I'm bringing him in. We're bringing him in. Uh, bringing him in. Yeah, yeah. Why not? So the next guy on my list, uh, going to the middle linebacker room, because I went over outside mm-hmm. linebacker, those four. I'm keeping five middle linebackers, James. Um, mm. And this is only because I'm still triggered when I think back to the Devin Bush injury and that year of Robert Spillane being up and down, uh, I hated not having depth at that middle linebacker position. Again, you can say that with any position based on injuries and stuff like that. Uh, But the middle linebacker room specifically, Cole Holcomb, I'm keeping. Alandon Roberts, I'm keeping. Mark Robinson, I'm keeping. I'm very excited for Mark Robinson, what he can do. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski, I'm keeping. Another name I think you had. And then I'm keeping the fifth guy that I don't think you had, Tanner Muse. Uh, very Correct. excited to see what Tanner can do. Tanner's a quicker guy. Uh, very fast 40 when he was a rookie. One of the fastest middle linebackers I think they had in that draft, if not the fastest. Um, and then so that's what my reason for keeping five. I like the depth. Again, what, four out of the five of these guys weren't on the team last year? Yeah, yeah. Mark Robinson's the only one returning from last yeah. year. <laughs> so, and, and that's partially my reason for doing that. You don't know who's going to maybe develop a little bit better or 
work the system better, be a situational guy. Um, so that's my reasoning, especially for keeping five in that position. You don't know what's going to happen when you bring five, four new guys in or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like there's other guys on the team that I took off who were on the team last year. Mark Robinson is the only player on the team at the middle linebacker yeah. position from last year. So yeah. Yeah, he's the only one coming back. So <laughs> it's it's a real crapshoot with the other guys. It's it's a lot of we're hoping they work out, but we don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's my reasoning for that. So we'll see what happens there. Uh cornerback room, and I'm gonna surprise you with maybe one of these guys. I think only I think only one. I'm keeping only five, James, first off. Uh Whoa! only five. I know that shocks you a lot. <laughs> Not uh Joey Porter Jr. Obviously, technically a first-round yeah. pick by what he wants to get paid. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Peterson, the veteran that we yep. brought in that's probably going to be uh, a great, potentially have a great play in the nickel. Uh, Levi Wallace, one of the only guys mm -hmm. returning from last year in that room. Uh, Corey Trice Jr., the other rookie that me and you are very, very excited about to see play, to see have some action in preseason. And then I'm also going to bring in Chris Wilcox. Uh, whoa! Yeah, you're. Yeah, I knew you were gonna have that reaction to that name, Chris Wilcox. Being, if I'm not mistaken, a guy. Oh, where's he at? I had his information pulled up here. Um, Chris Wilcox has only been the year, the league a year. He's from BYU, six two, one ninety five. Again, a size thing, a larger body. I like the idea of somebody that can potentially not have to keep up with somebody stride for stride, but have the ability to still jump up and knock balls down and, and have the length and the reach that he might have against some of these guys, whether on the outside or honestly the inside, if he happens to play nickel. Um, so that's my reasoning for keeping Chris Wilcox there. So I lied. There's five. That's five differences, if I'm not mistaken. So I believe I have six. Oh, we're... We... One, two, three, four, five, six, and then I had two corners that you don't have. Uh, so technically we're eight. at eight differences okay. right now. Uh, safeties, we're going to surprise you here. Minka Fitzpatrick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Minka Fitzpatrick, DeMonte Casey, Keanu Neal, and Elijah Riley are my four safeties I'm keeping. Um, excited for that. I think we're going to see KZ and, and even potentially Neal play different things or different positions depending on what they need. Some of them might drop down a middle linebacker in a, in a, a nickel situation. We will just see what happens there. Elijah Riley, I'm excited to see what he can do. And to finish off the 53-man roster prediction, James, this is what's going to shock you. <laughs> you think I'm joking? Potter. Yeah. Uh, kicker, Chris Boswell. Boswell ain't going nowhere. Bos for president. Yeah, he's not going. Uh, punter, Braden Mann. I believe, right. I believe they brought him in to, to pressure... Uh, you know, Presley Harvin and see if they can get the most out of him. I think Braden Mann might just beat him out. I, I think that Presley Harvin's had an up and down career. I think he's going to have an up and down camp. I think they're going to see more consistently out of Braden Mann than they will Presley Harvin. I don't, don't, let me clarify. I don't want that. This is just what I think is going to happen. Um, so we'll see what happens with this. Braden Mann makes my 53 men roster. And then Rexuna Ahara. Sunahara. Oh, you're going Rex also. I'm going Rex also. That was that was the one that I did originally that I was going to do to catch you off guard, and then you did it, and I was very upset. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a position that I think not is easily replaceable, 
but it's easy to get in a comfort there. And then, like we said, you know, uh, Christian Kuntz has had some bad snaps recently, and I think that bringing in a new guy isn't isn't a horrible thing. So we'll see what happens there. But that's my 53-man roster prediction, James. Any uh, questions or concerns? Nope, thought I was going to have to do a correction over <laughs> here, but we're good. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, uh, I like it. The differences make sense. Your biggest surprise to me is going to be Chris Wilcox, just the name I, figured, I don't know a ton I figured, about. I um, figured that was it. Especially I was, I was a little surprised to not see James Pierre or uh, Shandon Sullivan or Duke Dawson or any of those yep. guys. Who, a lot of them have been talked about in that slot nickel defense defender role so i'm gonna assume that you're you're gonna be looking at pat pete and elijah riley uh in the nickel nickel. probably pat pete more on the passing downs and elijah riley probably more on the run downs uh which is a similar strategy to what pittsburgh did last year you know yeah they used a a big bigger guy on the on the run type downs and then they uh used a lot of cameron sutton on the passing type downs inside on the slot so be very interesting to see what they do. Uh, nine differences by my count. So that's that's pretty uh, pretty large number for us. Uh, we'll see what it goes. We will have another roster prediction for both of us. We're going to do it on the same day yep. next time. Uh, this will be after the third and final preseason game, but before the actual roster cut down. Uh, so sometimes that's a very short window. We might have to get a little creative to get that one recorded. Yep. Uh, but things are going to get creative here in the future with Cody making the big move from Texas all the way to West Virginia. I know that surprises you guys. If you've been listening for the last couple months, <laughs> you know why he's moving to West Virginia. He's made that very clear. It's put a little extra sparkle in the young man's eye. I'm happy for him. A little bit, a little uh, bit. So we'll let you know. We don't know whether it's going to be a Monday recording for our next show or a Tuesday recording, but we should be able to get one in one of those two days. We'll get you updates on our Facebook page uh, per the usual. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let me thank you guys all for listening. Be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. doesn't cost you a thing. And until next time, this is your hosts, James and Cody signing off. Peace. Special guest now on the show. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see who, who we're talking about. If you're listening, you will not. Uh, the special guest is none other than Cece, James's dog. Cece, how do you feel about how the Steelers will fare this year? Uh, Cece. She says, I think it's Super Bowl. They're going all the way. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Cece says, Steelers going all the way. <laughs>